Welcome to the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. This is Mark Stephen Schwartz, and it is both an honor and a privilege to read for you the diaries of Allied and American civilian prisoners of war interned in and around Kobe, Japan, during the Great Pacific War, World War II. This is episode number 38, and we start on March 19th, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff Our fence is under construction, finally. We are only allowed exercise on the playground from 11 a.m. to 12 noon and from 2 to 4 p.m. We have a space in front of the house about 60 by 100 feet, which is taken up mostly by vegetable gardens. We may walk on the paths between the gardens at all times. There have been three bad forest fires the past three days. The papers say they, there were 40,000 letters for Axis and anti-Axis nationals, residents, and internees in East Asia. Nisei, second-generation Japanese born in foreign countries, were given their time to translate them. Roy Henning, Mess Cooking, Overcast, Mild Weather, Shave, Study Trigonometry, Algebra, and Read. Consul comes, says that next exchange will probably take only women, etc. His food, PR, prices maybe also. March 20th, 1943, Roy Henning. Overcast, some rain. Work on horizontal bar. Finish Captain Hornblower. Start Story of Civilization. Good Music Session. March 21st, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunday. First day of spring. Overcast and cool. Workout on bar. No study today. Read a great deal. We hear that Pan American men receive news that they are being paid. Harold Brinkerhoff, stop, look, and listen. Battle of Annihilation, old times fling gauntlet in face of flaming youth. When? Sunday, March 21st, 1943. Place? Internees International Stadium. Umpires? Wild Bill Hughes at the plate. Eagle-eyed Brand at first, Wrong Way Walker, second and third. Admission, box seats, 5 yen. Reserved, 1.5 yen. Internees, free of chart change. Note, the peanut gallery is urged to kindly refrain from abusing or influencing the umpires. Peanut shells, orange peels, and soda pop bottles may not be thrown at players. Scuttlebutt. Rumor has it the old-timers are offering 3-to-1 odds 
three tins of Klim empty for one packet of camels. Here's the lineup. Batting order. First base and pitcher, Chesty Alvin, age 36. First base for the Flaming Youth, Horsey Oscar Lopez. Second base, Battleaxe Brinkerhoff. For the Flaming Youth, Wimpy Vaughn. Third base and shortstop for the Old Timers, Steamroller Theophane. Third base for Flaming Youth, Father Mel. Fourth, oh, I see, that was the lineup. Um, first base for Old Timers, Grumpy Felix. For the Flaming Youth, Speed Arnold. Left field for the Old Timers, Grumpy Felix. Flaming Youth, Speed Arnold. Left field or center field for old timers. Sleepy Alexander for Flaming Youth, Tiny Thomas. Catching Fire Chief Gabriel for the Flaming Youth, Cannonball Penning. Right field, Dopey Price. And for Flaming Youth, Attention Smith. Old Timers, Playboy Hatter playing second base for Flaming Youth, Stud Conklin. <laughs> the game proved disastrous for the Old Timers. We were winning two to nothing until the old, until the eighth inning. Then the youth tied us. We failed to score in the ninth. Youth scored two times and beat us four to two. I got on base four times out of four times at bat and scored one of our runs. Not to be outdone by the mere over thirties, the Civil War veterans challenged the best the Canadian Academy can put up. Here's the age of the Civil War vets. W.L. Vaughn, 71. E.C. Cop, 58. R.T. Conger, 61. A.C. Vandenkaboom, 68. Harold Griffiths, 61. Mr. Hickman, 77. Captain Peacock, 66. Father Stippich, 43. C.M. Eratune, 64. And E.J. Kitson, 74. Just a bit of fun. I made the lineup. March 22nd, 1943. Roy Henning. Very dark day. Rains. Work trigonometry problems. Reading Story of Civilization, very good study material. Traded my cigarettes to Woody for Clem and Butter. March 23, 1943, Harold Brinkerhoff. Wrote my second letter to Alzada and the boys. It has been warm, but has turned awfully cold lately. 
It has been 14 months since we landed in Kobe. I feel pretty big when I stand up beside our chairwoman, charwoman. Shameda is her name, and she is four foot eight in height. By the new order, she will have to leave April 1st. We are not allowed any servants, even though we pay for them. Roy Henning, sunny, sunny and forenoon, broad jump, broad jump contest in yard, cold wind, high fence going up in backyard, right third letter home. March 24th, 1943, Roy Henning, cloudy cold day, very miserable studying. Dorsey's book is very interesting. Play mandolin with Bob on guitar, good fun. Council comes, but didn't bring money. Banana in a blanket, good fish, and tomatoes appearing on menu. March 25th, 1943, Roy Henning. Had very real dream about being home. Overcast cold weather. Too cold to study in dining porch. Reading Civilization all morning. Take bath, shampoo and shave. Vaccination still healing. March 26, 1943. Roy Henning. About 10 p.m. Just remembered it's my birthday. Sunny but cold wind. Read outside in the afternoon. Had a slice of roast beef. March 27, 1943. Bryant Sterling and I, this was from Roy Henning. Bryant Sterling and I work over Yamaha, Oregon, fix the bad key, read, stops, and assemble. Charlie Craver plays, works fabulously, have good practice on guitars with the organ. Cold day and overcast. Big fire downtown. March 28, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Air raid drill. Bell sounded at 11.30 p.m. when our entire house was dead asleep. Word passed to hurriedly dress and go to the basement. All 60 of us jammed into small closed room without lights. After 20 or 30 minutes, assembled in dining room, and were told we were too slow in assembling. To next time, have a wet towel and blanket each to fight fires if necessary, and also an emergency kit of personal valuables. Mr. Matsuda came back to the camp unexpectedly and held the drill. Roy Henning, Sunday. We have two baby chicks now. Fellows built brooder with charcoal heaters. Weather sunny and cool. Compute frequencies per fret on guitar. March 29, 1943. Roy Henning. Very cold, windy day. Study trigonometry, reading, half through civilization. Ting bakes a salmon loaf for us. Six more chicks bought. Receive following message. We convey to you 
All our best wishes and sincere greetings. My associates and myself are constantly concerned about your welfare. Signed, Cordell Hull. Rain and snow all day. March 30, 1943. Roy Henning. Too cold to study in the dining room. Read civilization book. Scrape, sand, and wax my box. Little chicks coming along fabulously. March 31, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. Our fence is completed. It only takes in the house proper, with the exception of the small garden in front. It is some fence. It is six foot tall with four by four posts, one and a half by one and a half cross supports with three eighths inches by 10 inch boards upright. I could go right through it and never stop a bit. At 11 o'clock on the night of the 29th, we had a practice air raid drill. It was unexpected. There had been a lot of searchlight practice earlier, so we did not know whether it was real or not. There were no lights, so we had to feel our way down three flights of stairs to the basement. It was quite cold. We remained there 40 minutes. Today, there was a cablegram from Hull. Here is the contents. We convey to all of you our best wishes and sincere greetings. My associates and myself are constantly concerned about your welfare. Cordell Hull Tomorrow we get up at 6.30. Roll call at 7. It will sure make our day longer. One of the locals says a friend of his has a pair of Keds. He wants 60 yen for them. Leather shoes of good quality cost 160 yen and up. There was an article in the paper telling people how to save food. They were told to eat tangerine skins, crickets, and locusts. Tangerines are the principal fruit. I guess apples are plentiful in normal times. We had apples earlier, but the only fruit we get now is tangerines and an orange, the shape of a grapefruit, but orange colored with a thick skin. They taste like a very bad quality of grapefruit, bitter and full of quinine. April 1st, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. End of term for House Committee and elections held. While meeting in progress, order was issued that committee can be composed of no more than three members. This caused delay in meeting and resulted in votes being split so that neither Houston nor Conklin was elected. Merely three of the older men of this camp, Father Pouillet, Reverend Johnson, and Ramsden. Entire subcommittees resigned, so totally new working organization will have to be forthcoming. Roll call at 7 a.m., but no guards present. News and paper remarkable for its absence. Germans recently recaptured Kharkov and Belgrade in North 
Cockhouse. British occupied Gabes in Tunisia and Americans driving from Gafsa to Sfax with a column trying to cut off Rommel's army in the south from re reaching Bizret in the north. Japanese planes daily raiding New Guinea and Solomons with remarkable success destroying 10 American planes to a loss of one of theirs. Permitted to write second letter home. Swiss consul came today with our money. He previously had been here on the 23rd of March to get amount, etc. No exchange news other than the next exchange boat, whenever it may leave, is fully booked and at present Guam people are not on passenger list. Prepared long letter and protest to this and requested our State Department and firms be notified of this condition. Roy Henning Sunny, crisp weather. Wash hair and shave. See Dr. Canico about fungus on hands will bring medicine for me. Make tool and etch figures showing trigonometry functions on my slide rule. Practice air raid all night, blackout all over the city. Consul comes, receives 30 yen, no information. April 2nd, 1943, Roy Henning. Make cleanup schedule for room. Have crew haircut from Maxim. Read in yard all afternoon. Weather overcast but mild. Sign the dentist bill, 20 yen for inlay, 7 yen for scaling cleaning. April 7, 1943. Roy Henning. Raining off and on, red most of the day, music practice at night, very quiet day. April 4, 1943. Max Brodowski. Rain today. The weather is fairly warm. Almost 16 months of captivity. Softening up quite a bit. Work in kitchen and waiting on tables every day helps me quite a bit. Wrote a second letter home dated March 23rd. It looks like we will write a letter of 100 words every month. I hope they get through pretty regular. I will copy the last one. Kobe, Japan, March 23, 1943. Mrs. Ethel Brodowski, care of the Bell Bazaar, 3030 16th Street, San Francisco, California. Dear Sweetheart, received your first three letters, one from Bell. Hope happy all are well. Allowed letter per month, 100 words. Wrote last, February 23rd. All well here. Hope this finds you all the same. Japanese treat us well. My gratitude to Pan American. Regards to Beecher and the rest. Red Cross boxes, gift from heaven. Hope we can get more. Winter is over. Beautiful spring now. Glad you are keeping busy. Give my regards to all the folks, 
also all our friends. All my love to you, sweetheart. Keep well. Keep your chin up till we meet again. Max. This letter was almost repetition, but there isn't much that I can write. Our life is humdrum and monotonous. One day is much like the other. The weeks pass by. Roy Henning. Sunday. Heavy rain all day, but much warmer. Bryant Sterling and I work on phonograph motor all afternoon. Running too slow. Finished Dorsey's book. April 5th, 1943. Roy Henning. Nice sunny day. We finish honing shafts, bearings, touching contacts on motor, phonograph motor. Runs fabulously now. Take sun bath and yard. Have good warm bath. Practice music with Bob. April 26, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. Last night at 10 p.m., we had another practice air raid drill. I have a new job. Another fellow and I are to remain in our home on the third floor as lookouts. When the real thing comes, I will have a ringside seat. We have begun a bomb shelter in the backyard. It will not stop a bomb, but may prevent injury from shrapnel. Roy Henning Light, hazy day, warm wind. Engraved name on slide rule. Receive medicine for fungus. No reading today. Play mandolin with Bryant Sterling on guitar. April 7, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunny in morning. Study trigonometry all forenoon. Wash clothes. Tiny Lukey makes fabulous meatloaf for dinner. Blackout every day this week. April 8, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. It is raining today. Yesterday was the only day for five, four or five days that it hasn't rained. I imagine the people enjoy the rains now, as they are quite safe from the threat of an air raid on such days. I have been reading a good book about the Indian Wars, Next to Valor, by Jennings. I am now reading Arendelle, a story of the same time by Kenneth Roberts. I bought a pair of Keds. They cost me 65 yen. They are a very good pair. They would probably cost $2 at home. What a price to pay. Demand or scarcity makes the price is a very true saying. We have our evening meal at 5.30 p.m. now, and our building must be thoroughly blacked out with heavy black curtains over the windows and downward reflecting shades on the lights. The gathering room looks like a card room with a circle of light falling on the faces gathered around the table playing cards. Roy Henning. Very cold day and rainy. Working trigonometry, different problems all morning. Read Wild Party, finished in one and a half hours, amusing tail. 
almost froze during the night. April 9, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Air raid drills have been held on several occasions during the past week, and since the first we have had complete blackouts during all dark hours. The entire empire is holding these drill precautions. Considerable in the papers about the desire of the United States to bomb Japan from China and frequent admissions of its possibilities. Per permission granted for us to construct a bomb shelter in the backyard and excavation for same now underway. A real job. Slim and Grant acting as engineers. No outdoor exercises permitted except bomb shelter digging. Matsuda is afraid ball games or walking during this period of air raid drills would infuriate the Japanese people. Japanese tailoring. Ordered three shirts before Christmas, had measurements taken and sent out a sample shirt as well. Shirts returned in February with sleeves three inches too long and shoulders one and a half inches too wide. Return for attention and correction. Shirts delivered today with left sleeves okay, but right sleeves still two inches too long. Who said Japanese tailors were good at copying? Weather becoming mild and some trees now in bloom. Occasional heavy rain and high wind. Spring has arrived. When will the bombers? Harold Brinkerhoff. Today is Leona's birthday. There is little of interest. We are digging a bomb shelter. I am in charge of the carpenter work. Roy Henning. Overcast, very cold. Work several problems in trigonometry. Work out with baseball and medicine ball. Studying photography. Precautionary air raid over. April 10th, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunny day. Buy a pair of wooden shoes. Bryant Sterling fixes strap, hollows out heels on shoes, works fine. Music practice at nice night, also sun knot time. April 11th, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunday. Overcast, threatening rain. Compose a little story about room four. No study at trigonometry. Learning new chords. Shave Jack Taylor's head from, for him. Looks just like a cue ball. April 12, 1943. Roy Henning. Light overcast, still cool. Trigonometry study. Hear that I have two letters coming. Good news. Dash off couple more lines home. Wash pillow. Have Saturday Post and a Harper's Magazine to read. Took bath. Sewing buttons on clothes. April 13th, 1943. Roy Henning. Very cold day. Study trigonometry. 
play mandolin with Ed Bacon on steel guitar, learn three new pieces. Sew up pillow, make new pillowcase. And this concludes episode 38 of the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye now.